Hey church, it's Pastor Graham. Happy Sunday. I'm going to try to keep it short today because I know we're back online and it's it's hard to sit through a long sermon coming to you through a video. So I'm going to try and keep it short. But before we get into it, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another week. Thank you that we can gather together, even if it's around a screen, to gather around your word. Thank you that we have the ability to share with one another, that we have the ability to join together. Be with us today as we hear from you, as we look forward to the future, God. Pray this in your name. Amen. So we've been preaching for the last couple of weeks about vision. We spent two weeks ago, I shared with you about the mission of the church and about what it is that we do. And last week, Whitney shared with us about the importance of giving and how that's part of what the church needs to do and, and what the church needs in, able, in order to do what the church needs to do. And today I want to talk about vision. And the first thing that I want to say and remind us of is that it's really hard to be without vision. And there's a, there's a story that comes to my mind from the Bible on this. It's in Exodus 32 verse 1. And this is the story of the, the golden calf. And I'm just going to read this one verse. But when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. And that's that to me is the key right there. They don't know what's happened to Moses. The people lost sight of Moses. They didn't know what was going on. They just felt lost. And in fact, I think if you read through the story of the Exodus, just about every time the people cry out and say things like, why didn't you let us die in Egypt? Why did you take us away? It's because they've lost sight of where it is that they're going. And that, that vision of where they're going is in that moment not enough to carry them over what it is that they need us to need to do. And I feel like for so many of us, everything around COVID-19 has worked really hard to make us lose sight of our vision and of what it is that we want to do. I mean, maybe you can relate, but lots of people are working for the weekend. You know, the idea that you go to work and you do all the stuff that you need to do so that you can do other things. People have lost goals as a result of COVID-19. People have been unable to do those things that they're looking forward to. There are gatherings with friends that have gone ungathered. There are trips that have gone unengaged. People have been unable to watch or play sports Fill in, fill in the blank. What is the thing that you tend to look forward to each week? And losing that has been really hard on all of us. And we, we find ourselves asking, is this what it's going to be like forever? And we wonder if we can handle that. Candidly, I've wondered about canceling church entirely. We're not doing that. But like, like this is hard. Doing it this way, doing doing it over over camera, it it's not Sunday morning. I'm recording this on Wednesday morning. I had to have my sermon ready a whole lot earlier than I normally do, and and that's hard. And I, you know, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm thrilled to be doing this with you guys. But we we all have like there are so many moving parts in putting on a Sunday service, and to feel like we're not getting that connection. 
because there are so many connections that happen on Sunday morning. Do you remember? It's been a little while. It, we get we get feedback from one another. You know, I get up to preach, people get up to, to share our music, to read passages, and we have people in the congregation who nod and who say amen and, and who are engaged with what's going on. And that feedback, that reward is so important to knowing that what we're doing matters. And I'm sure this isn't just hard for me and for those who are leading worship for us and for those of us who have to cut video together. Thanks, Mika. But it's hard to watch church too, right? Like, it's it, this isn't easy on you either. I mean, it's probably easier for you to think, oh, I'll just go do something else or, or to put someone else on, you know? Like, if you can gather around any pastor in the world, are you sure you want to gather around this guy, right? Like, I'm young, I'm new, are you sure? And there's something to be said for your local pastor, right? This is the guy who's in your community. But when you're not feeling that community, that becomes hard too. And you're not wrong to feel that way. That's what I'm saying. And, and so all of this that we're, we're feeling lost without a vision, we're not even just fighting for some vision of what could be, which is what we usually think about when we say we're going to talk about vision. In this context right now, we're fighting just to get back what was and what was good, never mind to push forward to what's great. And so for my second point, I want to remind you that Elam has a history to be proud of. There's a story that you're probably familiar with. It, it tends to go around email chains and get posted on Facebook. The, the story of a, a homeless man who comes into a church and he's kind of shunned by everybody and he goes to sit down in the front row and he gets shooed off to the back of the church. And then one of the elders gets up at the beginning of the service and says, would you welcome our new pastor? And the homeless man stands up at the back of the church and walks forward and speaks on Jesus's words of love to the least of these. I came and checked out Elam um, before I even applied. I, I came to see a service at Elam. And you know what? That story is not about Elam Chapel. I love this church. This church, every Sunday, we make people feel welcome. Every Sunday, we have people who come in off the street because they need to be need to be warm, they need something to eat, and we bring them in and they're they're greeted by warm smiles and hot coffee and, and yummy treats because we care and we want to love these people. Our church just got flooded with food bank donations. That's fantastic. We're having so much impact in that area lately, and it's great that our church has stepped up on that. Elam was founded 110 years ago as a mission church, and we continue in that mission. Elam has supported outreach in our city and around the world. Elam has worked so hard and sacrificed so much in pursuit of the Great Commission. And this past week over email, I, I hope you've had a chance to read it, John shared with us about the life of Pat, a woman in our church who graduated to the Lord's presence and about the, the sacrifices that she made and the love that she had for this church and for God's people. And to be frank, I never knew Pat. I never got to know her. But I know the church that Pat loved. And this church is full of people who love God's assembly and God's work. And one day soon, we will reopen. 
One day soon, we will welcome the hurting. We will join together in song. We will gather around the word and around the Lord's table. We will urge one another towards holiness and good deeds. And don't lose sight of what a great place this has been to be and is going to continue to be. But thirdly, I want to encourage you that Elam has a future to look forward to. In the book of Isaiah, when God is spending so much time warning of the evils that are about to arrive, he spends the second half of the book comforting his people. And in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, he says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We spoke a few weeks ago about how the activity of the church could be summarized as caring and learning and worship. And we, we put those things in Elam, we put those in our language of embrace and equip and engage, that this is how we're going to build God's church, that this is how we're going to be God's people in the world. That we see a community where worship is emphatic and heartfelt and impactful, where we come together to worship God and we're different for having met him. We see a place where community is radical, where our, we're giving constantly and that we're open, that we bring new people, that we're, we're open with everything that we have toward one another and that our love towards one another shatters barriers because Christ has shattered those barriers for us. We see a place where teaching is applicable, where it's memorable, where it's firmly spirit-filled because we're not going to change and become God's people based on the traditions of man, but only through the power of God at work in us. We see a place where children and youth come to learn and grow and feel like they belong, where young adults can find purpose, where parents can find support, where adults can find significance, where God's people can find comfort and hope and a different way to live than what the world is offering. So be encouraged. In Philippians 3 verse 14, Paul says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul's immediate context is about pressing on to become more like Jesus. But we also press on toward that goal when we press toward the goal of our vision and our goals as a church, of being the church that God needs here in Winnipeg, in downtown Winnipeg, to be the missional church that we have always been called to be. So let us press on through trouble and trial, through COVID and, and disappointing Christmas seasons. Lift your head, see the stream of water in the wasteland, the pathway through the wilderness, and see our God is doing a new thing. Amen.